Welcome to Cheaper Than Therapy, a podcast that journeys into conversations with the intention of demystifying, destigmatizing, and desensitizing what really gets talked about behind the closed doors of the therapy room. I'm Vanessa Bennett. And I'm Danae Selkin. And we're seekers, soul sisters, and holders of sacred space. So join us as we dive into the ways that therapy can be connecting not only to yourself, but also to those around you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. Today we're going to do a session with Kate. And Kate reached out with a struggle that Danae and I feel like we can actually commiserate, especially Danae more than anybody <laughs> um, can commiserate with, which is just the state of the world right now. But being a single parent with a five-year-old, how do you manage it all? How do you date? How do you, you know, keep yourself afloat and focus on yourself and self-care and all the things when mm. you feel like you have so much to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I obviously, I'm not doing it justice. I want you to take us through a cape, but I feel like that's kind of the 30,000 foot view. So why don't you just take us through, you know, what the, the what the struggle has been for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, um, I have primary custody of my five-year-old. So, um, I've been divorced for a year. Um, I was with my ex-husband for 18 years. Wow. Um, and so when we, um, I initiated the separation, Um, And he made the choice to move to Chula Vista. So I have really just been essentially the primary caregiver of my daughter. Mm. And I work in the field of social services. So unfortunately, I've not been able to stay home. Um, My work has gotten busier than than it was before. Mm. So I'm dealing with that. And then what I and why I kind of reached out to you guys is I grew up in a pretty chaotic environment and I'm leaving my ex-husband sort of brought up everything that I had been running from and numbing out on. So during this time, during this pandemic, I'm trying to juggle taking care of a five-year-old making sure that she is protected as much as possible from not only the effects of the divorce, Mm. um, but my mental health. Mm. Um, I want to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can and she's not really feeling any of the impact of my struggles. And then now this pandemic, which has been really difficult for all of us. Mm-hmm. So what I'm finding is that I sort of lose myself. I think the weekends that I don't have her, I miss her terribly, obviously. But I have moments of reflection and sort of being able to find myself again and really feel that grounding experience of being in connection with myself. And then once the week starts, I lose it. So mm-hmm. I just get so caught up in um, really trying to just take care of like the the major things that go on. We just had the whole kindergarten debacle trying to figure out where she would go um, mm-hmm. since I can't stay home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear some deep breaths. Yeah, we all relate. So, and it's been difficult because I don't have his support. Mm-hmm. I don't have his financial support either. So I'm working on that. And that's part of what I'm, my journey has been is learning to set boundaries. But I know what I'm really trying to do is just find a way to, connect with myself more often. I left the marriage because I felt like I was wasting my life. Mm. Um, I just felt like I was sort of living in like a a whole kind of numbing out. And so I left the marriage to really honor myself and give myself a life that's worth living and give myself the life I'm intended to live. But I'm finding it's really hard unless I can like, you know, run away, do the whole eat, pray, love thing Mm. and run away to other Yeah, it is. So that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You know, I want to, I want to first say, I commend you. I mean, without knowing too many of the details, I commend you for honoring yourself and 
listening to what it was that you needed and, and leaving something that you had been in for so long. Right. Because I think that, and I'm sure you know this, people don't do that. Right. Like we know a lot of people, we've seen a lot of people who would just stay because the other thing seems harder, even if that is what their soul and their heart really needs and desires. So yeah, I think it's worthy of putting that out there. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. It was, uh, um, I I believe in a higher power. That's just Mm -hmm. kind of my um, belief system. And it was definitely a higher power thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I sort of felt like I was like moving towards the lights, like not, you know, like um, dead Mm -hmm. light, but like, I just, it it was something very weird where I was like saying things that I didn't even, I was really, I allowed my heart to speak and I Mm -hmm. don't know where I got the courage from, to be honest with you. It somehow came there. And I think I was just able to just live in the moment for those couple months where I really got to make the decision and move forward, even when it was really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Kate, I think even in that decision, that is already such powerful modeling that you're doing for your daughter, you know, choosing myself, insisting upon myself and this one, um, one life that I have, right? So Mm -hmm. how do I want to live it? That is already something you are teaching her just being in your presence in standing in your truth. And I think, you know, I'm so glad that you reached out to us because I feel like what you're speaking to is so much of what so many parents are struggling with right now, so many different levels of it, right? Like I think this pandemic, all of the deep uncertainty that all of us are facing um, has brought up so much childhood trauma for so Mm -hmm. many of us, right? Like times I've been, like felt like things are out of control, times that things have been just like deeply uncertain for me and what's gonna happen next, it's all sort of coming to the surface. In addition to that, I'm navigating being a single parent for, the first time, you know, in addition to that, I'm trying to be a person while a single parent in the midst of a time when it's really difficult, frankly, to be a person in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a little bit of the perfect storm. And I think just your awareness of how much I'm trying to juggle is, is really powerful in and of itself, right? Like mm-hmm. you are tuned into that and aware, like this is a lot. I think what you know, Vanessa and I probably talk about a lot, and I'm, I'm sure you know, is that when you, um, you said you're a social worker, is that right? I am. So when I have a fair amount of awareness of, you know, things that go on with kiddos and things I want to get right, I feel like there can be like this added (laughs) pressure of like, I can't screw this up. You know, with my child, I want to make sure that I'm not, I'm not doing this wrong. Right. And I think, you know, for us, we really have to sort of also give ourselves the grace that we would offer other people, right? Like we have to take some of our own advice in that, you know, just being there, just being present, that in and of itself is enough a lot of times, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We don't have to do it perfectly. We just sort of have to be good enough parents, you know? Mm. Well, and what is perfect even, right? Yeah. I mean, to your point, Danae, it's like we all, we've all been there, seen that, you know, in our, in our, in our world of work, if you will. And um, I would say the people that come out the best are the ones that do have that solid support system that no matter what, they know that you're there and that you've got their back and that you're teaching them to Danae's point to like honor themselves. Right. Um, and, and in saying that too, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to poo poo that, that, that um, the struggle of all of this is, is not minimized by us saying you're still doing a good job, right? I mean, mm-hmm. because you're in it and it feels mm-hmm. sometimes like you can't keep your head above water mm-hmm. and that is, that is valid. Um, you know, I wonder how is, I guess, 
man, I'm struggling right now to formulate words. I've got so many thoughts that I want to bring. No worries. I relate. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I wonder what does the dynamic look like? Could you give us a little bit of background on like, how, how has your daughter been, you know, since coming through this? Like, what's the dynamic with her dad? You know, like, what are you witnessing, I guess, in, in how it's unfolding? Um, so initially she really struggled. Um, so my ex moved out last summer. So, um, initially she really struggled with attachments. So, um, she couldn't be in the room by herself. Um, we've been co-sleeping. I'm, I'm trying to like pull away from that, but it's really difficult. So we've been co-sleeping off and on since then. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, it was extremely difficult for her. Um, she was having really, really bad anxiety. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't sleeping at night. She was waking up numerous times throughout the night, extremely clingy. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a parent too, that's something I really am trying to give myself grace with because those moments when it's like all I want is just to breathe and like mm-hmm. have a moment to just stare at the wall. Um, those are the moments when she like, yeah, she literally wants to be on top of me, like mm-hmm. clinging onto me. So um, she's better now. I mean, I think the last year was definitely difficult. We, I live with my parents at the moment. That's something else that I'm working on changing. It's just moving out, but um, mm-hmm. they've been really supportive. Mm-hmm. So that has been something consistent with her where she has those support systems and then one of the things that I've seen with her is just her really acting out. So she's, she's really tough and I'm grateful for that. Like I, I, I have faith that she's going to um, be able to honor herself. She's different than me. Like I'm such a people pleaser and that's not how my daughter is. She's a little, little sassy pants and I love it. So what I'm seeing with her is she's like becoming bossier. Like she's trying to really control the environment. So what I'm trying to do is just teach her, but also give her that space to have some control of things. And with kindergarten, she started last week. She's actually like rocking it. She's doing a really good job. Yeah. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. But it, it has been a struggle. And I think for her, and I liked what you said, Danae, about I feel like sometimes the more knowledge we have, sometimes it's harder because mm-hmm. um, I'm constantly worrying about what's going on in her head and how she's mm-hmm. perceiving things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, I think that she's probably better than she has been in the last year. Well, the reason why I even ask, and I guess I didn't even know why I was asking when I was asking, I was just kind of letting it come up, was um, in hearing you say that, it's almost so much more reassurance that it feels like you are there, like you are witnessing her, you Mm -hmm. are, you know, you're not controlling it for her, you're not taking it away, Mm -hmm. you're not band-aiding it, you know, because we can't, right? But it sounds like you're really present, actually, and, and you're really aware of what's happening with her, and so if I can feel it, because I can yeah. literally feel that my body. I, oh, I cool. Thank you. Can too. Yeah, um, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I resonate so much, Kate, with so much of what you're, you're talking about. Um, I separated from my kiddo's dad in October. And so, you know, a lot of these things that like sort of come yeah. up where you're like, like initially like just like the co-sleeping like wanting to be in bed with you every night and it's like ah like are we creating environments (laughs) that are like this isn't a good thing and it's like I think so much of it you do a really beautiful job of putting words to the things that you're seeing Mm -hmm. allowing for whatever she's feeling to be okay like Vanessa said I can hear it in the way that you speak Mm -hmm. and I think that does so much for them right I think the more that we can sort of make space for ourselves and our you know obviously in an age-appropriate way but like articulating this is what I'm feeling and it's like sometimes mommy is overwhelmed and frustrated and we get to feel that way and that's all okay you know that's part of our human experience but 
more and more I am learning as I've become a parent that our work is not so much about like sheltering them from all the hard things. Yeah. It's allowing them to see for themselves you can do these hard things. You can sort of ride these difficult waves mm -hmm. because mommy's doing it and it's not easy for mommy, but she is getting through it and you I'm can alive. too. I believe in you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really appreciate that. I, I think I don't give myself enough credit for her. Um, she does. It's funny though. The other day I was having a really difficult morning and I said, you know, mom's feeling really frustrated right now. She's like, yeah, mom, I can tell. Like, cool. <laughs> but you put words so, to it. And yeah. guess what? You I know probably it. better than most how many don't do that, yes. right? Yeah. And then, and then they take that over to the corner and they're like, I must be doing something wrong. It must be yeah. me, right? I know something's going on, but she won't admit that something's going on. So maybe it's yeah. me crazy, right? So the fact that you were able to do that, that it feels small, but people don't give the credit where credit's due. That's a big deal. Yeah. Thank you. I, pre I do yeah. appreciate that. You guys are lovely. And I, I know for me too, like one thing that I do struggle with, cause my, my mom um, was agoraphobic when I was growing up mm. um, and my sister has borderline personality disorder. Um, and so I did have those feelings of like, mm -hmm. you know, what can I fix? How can I fix them? So yeah. that there's no tension in the room. Like how can I be better? So the family is better. Um, and I know for me, I, I really want to do what I can to help her not have those feelings. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest, Kate. Like, I don't feel worried about you as a mom. Like I really feel <laughs> like you, nice. you know how, you know how to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. want to talk about you as, as Kate. As right? you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, okay. let's bring you into the conversation a little bit. What has cool. rediscovering yourself as a single woman felt like this last year? So it was initially terrifying. Um, there was a joke. I live in LA and my, my brother was actually joking that they should do like a mural of me, like the crying girl in LA with like me in my car with like Jackson Brown on a loop. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the initial six months was extremely difficult. And I, like I said, it was really hard. It just brought up a lot of abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the more pain than I've ever felt in my life. And I say that only for people that are listening to this that are also going forward in a divorce. It, it's like, I've never felt that much pain in my life. And so I, I definitely, I went to Al-Anon, I went to some therapy. Mm. Now what it feels like is I sort of feel like I was walking around hunched over for the last 20 years mm. and I've learned to stand up straight. Mm what I'm trying to do is just honor myself and like finding things that I like. I think when I left the marriage, I didn't even have a favorite movie because I never got to decide what we watched. Not in like a mean way. I think I just kind of gave in to whatever he wanted. Right. So now it's really just about, sometimes it's really small things. Mm -hmm. Like what music do I want to listen to? What podcast do I want to listen to? What movie do I want to watch? And then there's other things where it's like, you know, taking control of my finances. Yeah. I think just learning how to adult mm -hmm. without looking to somebody for help. I think that's a lot of it is just, and I think that's what I struggle with is really believing in myself that I can take care of myself mm -hmm. financially, you know, emotionally, all of that stuff. Mm. Well, let me just please affirm for a moment, <laughs> sister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you are a warrior. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the length of your relationship, the courage that it took to say, I want a different life for myself. 
And, um, you know, to the point of what Vanessa was saying, a lot of people will have an awareness of that truth and continue to push it down for the rest of their life. The courage that it takes to actually step into that takes my breath away. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, just sort of continuing to remind yourself of you have done the hardest part of this work, yeah. right? Now what you get to do, you get to do is all of the things that you're talking about, right? Discover like yourself. <laughs> I get to cultivate a love affair with Kate now. I get to step into all of the things that I want to do. And what I find is so beautiful about this space is it becomes genuinely like, choose your own adventure. Like I get to write the permission slip to myself <laughs> to do whatever I want to do with my time. Now, listen, I, I have a young kiddo too. So I know it's like, yeah. well, some of that is easier said than done. Yeah, I can't yeah. just like fly <laughs> off to Bali tomorrow. I, I oh, do have nice. a kid. And yeah. yet, um, you know, the age that our kiddos are, it will not always be the case, but I do still think that mm-hmm. there are ways to cultivate little bits of what I love about this life into my life consistently you know well, right even like what she was just saying about like the movies or the music or the podcast like that kind of stuff feels to me like people might be like oh that like let's put it so small but it's not it's, it's actually so a big deal bad. and that stuff feels like stuff you can do while yeah. also spinning the plate of child rearing you know yeah, and and also to Danae's point giving yourself the credit for maybe it is just I got sucked into the Netflix hole and I chose which movie I want to watch. But maybe actually some of the work is to take a beat and go, you know what though, but I did that thing. I chose it. This is what I wanted to do. This is my movie. This is my responsibility, my choice. You know, just like reminding yourself as you're doing these little things, they're not that little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, I I totally agree. And I I know um, with that too, uh, bringing back to the pandemic, I think that's what's also been difficult is not being able to do those things. You know, I I really love going to the Getty and I'd actually like Mm -hmm. planned a day off to like go by myself. It's like on my bucket list. It's such Mm -hmm. a small thing, Mm -hmm. but it's like on my bucket list of I I want to go to the Getty on my own. Mm -hmm. But the Netflix for sure, like those small things. And again, like finding my own movie, like it's Mm -hmm. such a silly thing, but it's that question that always comes up and I've never been able to answer it. Mm -hmm. And so those moments where I'm really enjoying something and I think I'm finally, I'm having moments where I just feel like complete peace Mm -hmm. and connected. Yeah. I was really numb for a really long time. And that feeling of being connected and feeling completely grounded is there more often than it's ever been. Um, Can I ask you, Kate, just for someone who might be listening, who's in the place now that you were, how do you sort of in retrospect, look back and know that I was numb? Like what were the thoughts? Like how do you sort of reflect on that time with an awareness now of what you weren't able to see then, do you think? I know one thing I, it's hard to explain, but I would wake up in the, it's kind of weird, but I remember every single morning I would wake up in the morning and have a moment of feeling lost. Mm. Like I don't, it's kind of odd to say, but I, I think that was one of the things that was such a um, huge turning point for me is just waking up and every morning having to reestablish who I was. Mm. And it's interesting because I woke up for a second this morning and kind of had that. And then I was like, no, I'm good. And I remembered like, and I don't think I would have remembered that if I hadn't had the experience this morning, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. But I just remember that. I, I think also never really 
feeling safe. Mm. I think there was a lot of checking in with other people Mm. when I started to feel kind of that pit in my stomach. um, I would, I would push it down and kind of be like, Oh, I'm okay. Or check in with somebody Mm -hmm. um, just to feel like I was like anchored to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like codependency at its finest. <laughs> right, right. Getting your getting it oh, from the gosh. outside, right? The external yeah. versus the end, yeah. And I know it more. And I think just not caring. I mean, there was a lot of like there apathy. were a lot of situations in our relationship. What was that? Like apathy, just being apathetic. Yeah. 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 Um, and a lot of times where I would, you know, and it's it's just silly things and you know, my ex husband and we were both doing the best that we could, but you know, like just deciding where we were going to eat or what we were going to watch. And it became an argument. And then I just really didn't care. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like, whatever you want, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I hear often what you're describing as, you know, life as this thing that I have to get through. Yes. Versus this thing that I get to live. Yeah. Right. Like, as I hear you talking about your life now, I feel so excited for you because mm-hmm. it's like the possibility is so yeah. alive, right? Yeah. And yes, we are in the midst of a time that could not have been foreseen. And so <laughs> there is a lot of navigating what this is. And yet this will not be what it is forever. And like we were talking about, there are ways to sort of, you know, cultivate little bits of love for my life in my everyday now, you know, like I have loved like decorating my bedroom in a way that feels like this is my room. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it, you know, it's, little things. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool actually. Cause we, um, I, I was living in my um, daughter's bedroom while he, we were living together for a few months before he moved out. And then he mm-hmm. left in my walls are now maroon and it is beautiful mm-hmm. <laughs> my best friend came over and it's like the prettiest color and I'm just like oh my gosh like this is me like I love this that's so sad so yeah and so that's the stuff right like even I mean people can't see your face but like to see mm. the way your face just lit up when you spoke about this color and how this color like actually made you feel right yeah. and, and it, so it's like tapping into that right like it sounds like you have a little bit of that practice already there right mm. taking that moment to to pause and say like what is that oh that's joy mm-hmm. <laughs> actually that's freedom yeah that's aliveness that's expansiveness right like putting the words to it and saying oh that's what that is and here's the thing i'm not trying to pollyanna this this shit is also really hard, right? Like yeah. we, you know, you know this, like we are meant to do this with other people. So there are going to yeah. be times, I know you said you're dating somebody, but there are going to be times where like, yeah, it's great that I now found a movie that I love, but I wish I had someone here to enjoy it with, right? Of yeah. course that kind of stuff is going to come up. It's inevitable. And can we allow both of those truths to exist and not have the but I wish someone was here to share it with, or I wish this pandemic wasn't going on so I could be doing more to trump the things that you're actually sitting in and mm-hmm. those experiences of joy to actually be just that. And I think that's a little bit of the work, right? Um, it's this idea of holding tension of the opposites. Like, can we allow both of those truths to be true? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I, that is so true. And I think even with, with my daughter, and I, I think a lot of what I feel, and I, again, I'm saying this because I'm sure other people will, will relate, is there is a lot of regret. I think just with things, you know, her first day of school, mm-hmm. um, these milestone moments where I, I didn't anticipate that I would be doing them alone. 
And so for me, I think it's been sort of a constant grieving process. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times it's unexpected. Mm -hmm. The whole kindergarten thing, I didn't expect it to be so um, painful. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. expect to have that regret. And for her and for me, Mm -hmm. of like, geez, like, you know, this is not what I anticipated. And so I I know I try to just sit with it and like honor it for a little bit and feel it. Mm -hmm. Can you do Um, that, right? Like what you just did, can you do that in a way where you're not putting your experience on her, obviously, but especially if you guys, it sounds like you guys are as in sync as you are. If you're feeling some of that from her, can you put words to it? You know, like, hey, yeah. it seems like, you know, like maybe this is, this is difficult. Is this a little difficult for you? And, and I can imagine yeah. her being like, kind of, you know, like I'm a little nervous yeah. or I'm a little scared yeah. or whatever it is. And be like, yeah, I feel that. Like I am too. Yeah. And helping yeah. her know that she can say that. She can name it out loud. And because here's the thing, she doesn't have to protect you. Yeah. Right? Which you grew up yeah. doing. She doesn't yeah. have to shield you. She can say to you, you know, mom, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little scared. Or you know what? I wish dad was here. Yeah. And she doesn't have to not say that for fear of hurting your feelings because she's watching you in your vulnerability and in your strength. Also put words to things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I, I hope for, Mm -hmm. for her. And I think for me, I know that I really have a habit of just, um, again, like numbing out, like just really pushing things down. Um, and then they explode a later. And so I know for me, just giving myself those moments of like honoring those feelings, even though I think this is the first time I've like said it out loud. Cause when you sure. instigate something too, like, I kind of feel like, well, I made that decision. Like I got to suck it up and deal with it. Right. But that, and then with the pandemic also, it's like, you're right. Like just watching a movie, you know, like being like, okay, there's nothing else to do. Like, And kind of wanting, yeah, yeah, like here I am. And I think sometimes it's like, oh, geez, like this isn't what I anticipated. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think when I did instigate it, I sort of pictured a more eat, pray, love situation. Mm -hmm. And the universe was like, nope, we're going to keep you in your house. You're going to have to really sit with us. Yes, that darn universe. I know. and, And I think sometimes it's important to sort of name that, you know, in the midst of the eat, pray, love experience, I'm sure Elizabeth Gilbert wasn't always feeling all of the meaning and all of the conclusions yeah. that she came That's to in the space Post. of writing. Right. But, yeah, for you know, sure. This is the book that I've written at the end. And sometimes when we are in it, it, it is, yeah. you know, um, like waves that hit us and it's like, whoa, where did that come from? That grief just like yeah. took me out. I wasn't expecting the first day of school to feel this way. Yes. And that's okay. You know, I'm still here yeah. feeling it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I know with her, it's funny because she talks about crying on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. She's like, you don't really know you're going through something until you cry on the bathroom floor. And there was like a moment where I was like in a public space and I was like mm-hmm. in a stall crying on the bathroom floor. And I actually kind of laughed. And I was like, Elizabeth Gilbert's right. Like, <laughs> Here I am on a bathroom floor. It has <laughs> a way with words, that one. She really Absolutely. does. Yeah. Um, so it's so true. Like, I think it's maybe just understanding that it's a package deal. Like, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, w- walking through this situation like I know that there is a and I see I see the light in all honesty it's so much better than it was mm-hmm. but just knowing that each time I'm like going through these difficult times you know where it's like kindergarten or pandemics or even just a really hard um, I actually ended up getting COVID I'm okay but it was um, that was also really difficult yeah. because it, it was extremely lonely um, and I mm-hmm. sort of was waiting for my knight in shining armor to come and like sing to me at the bedroom window or something and I was like I'm it's not going to happen 
Like he's you not, know, he's not coming to ser- serenade me. Yeah. Not, no one's mm-hmm. coming. Like I'm on yeah. my own here. Yeah. And so it's just, it's really having to find pieces of me. And sometimes I have mm-hmm. to dig a little harder than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think Kate, you are teaching your daughter so much about resilience right now. And, you know, from what you're telling us, I, I can hear that, that she is embodying a lot of that already. Um, <laughs> but I think that there is something to be said for letting go of the ideas of the pretty pictures and the, you know, the holiday cards that we send out that looked all, look all great and perfect. Oh God, and, yes. <laughs> and just the fantasies that weren't the reality. Like how many yeah. of us have been in the felt sense of what is the truth of what is happening versus the pretty pictures that we're Mm -hmm. showing the world. And I think there's just something so beautiful about teaching not only our children, but, you know, embodying for ourselves, like the truth is better. It's not always pretty. Sometimes it's actually so messy, but there is just so much more power in the truth, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, Christmas card thing. I've already been struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you. That time where you would start I feel it you. Out. Well, the good thing is, is that I feel like a lot of people's Christmas cards are going to be screwed up this year because yes. COVID. So maybe you get so a pass. True. I think you know, I, I do. Mean, look, hey, this, I mean, not that you expected this, but I know this is one of those things we can't, we can't solve it in, in a 30 minute chat. Oh, what yeah. we can do, right, is remind ourselves, ground ourselves, put it out there for other people, I think, to also hear um, and, and learn from, right? And, and kind of roll around in it with you, whether it's actually physically with you or not. But it's, yeah. I think it's, this is it for you. I think it's these breadcrumb moments. And sometimes it's overwhelming to Danae's point, And sometimes it's like, oh my God, you know, I just, I want to connect with myself. I need a minute. I wish I could fly to Bali. That's okay. That's all truth and reality. And again, holding attention to the opposites, you know, in this moment, I really feel like sushi tonight. And so that's what I'm going to have. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission for that. Um, And okay, that actually feels kind of good. And can both of those be true? Can I wish I could fly to Bali right now and be happy that I chose sushi for myself and I'm enjoying the taste of it? Yes, I can do both. Mm, Um, And so I think especially right now in this pandemic, when we can't do things like go to the Getty alone, those are going to be your breadcrumbs. Yes. I love you describing yeah. it as breadcrumbs, V, um, because it does feel like the thing that I can hold on to right now in a time when that is what we need a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. the, the hope that I hold on to um, about what my life is continuing to evolve into. Mm-hmm. And what do the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. lead you to, right? Yeah, like oh, I love that. stories and we think of myth, like the breadcrumbs lead you to the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to follow the breadcrumbs. You're picking yeah. them up as you're going and eventually yeah. you come out of the clearing and there's yeah. the candy house or there's, yeah. the, you know, beautiful waterfall or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. But the point is, is these are on the path for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Leading you towards the thing, right? Yeah, that's such a cool analogy. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, V. I love it. <laughs> um, well, Kate, we just really appreciate you coming on to talk to us because I think what both Vanessa and I know is that there are so many. I won't even say women, but just like people that are sort of struggling with. I know that this isn't the truth. This isn't the highest yeah. truth for my life, you know, the most yeah. true, beautiful life I can imagine for myself. And just you sort of speaking to 
you know, your courage and what you have done for yourself. I just, I applaud you. I'm in awe and I'm really grateful that you um, were willing to share with us. And the fact, by the way, I think what people are going to take from this, I have a feeling that there's going to be at least one person out there that's going to think to themselves, oh, I can be the one to walk away and Mm -hmm. still be in pain. Yeah. Still okay that it's the hardest thing I'm ever going to do or that I'm going to feel more pain, like you said, than I've ever felt before. Because guess what? That's allowed. Even yeah. if you are the one to make the choice, it's allowed, right? And what does Glennon Doyle say in her book? She says, there's no such thing as one-way liberation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you might've yeah. been the one to physically walk out the door, right? But we know that there was liberation past just you in this scenario, yes. I'm sure. Yes, there was. And that's something I have to remind myself of a lot. Oh, yeah. um, and I think too, I, I will tell people that like, I know for me, I had to get to a point of like forgiving myself, Mm -hmm. not necessarily for even walking away, but for being in that relationship for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And for what, you know, I don't think it's ever pretty when you walk away. I mean, it just isn't, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it gets really messy. And so I, I got to forgive myself and there was just a moment where I realized that's what I needed to do. Um, And I know that moment was extremely freeing for me. Mm -hmm. I'm realizing that that was like something that I had to work on. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's, I think that's going to be powerful for somebody to hear. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. This was, this is a good yeah. conversation and, mm. and, you know, keep us posted, you know, email me, let us know yeah. how you're doing. We'd love to hear from you. And especially as we come out of this, hopefully, hopefully in the next few months or so. I know. I know. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, well, thank you ladies. I love this podcast. So I was excited to be on it. Thank you, Kate. Take care. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cheaper Than Therapy. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you want to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at Vanessa S. Bennett and at Danae Logan Selkin. Thank you.